following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as uh, you will be speaking on the subject of anxiety this coming Sunday at your church at First Baptist Dallas at 5.30 Sunday night. And uh, that's from 5.30 to 7. If people would like to join you and uh, understand some of the uh, the information that you're sharing there on Sunday night, but if uh, they can't attend in person, they can do it by Zoom, and uh, they'll find the details there. It's 5.30 to 7 Central Time, by the way. They'll find the details at hopefortheheart.org slash events. But you were sharing yesterday about the fact that when people have uh, an anxiety attack or what, what some might also call a panic attack, and I know there, there's a little bit of difference, but but uh, that there are, in fact, benefits. There are, there are good reasons that these uh, common uh, effects, the sweating and the rapid heartbeat and, uh, you know, all these things that you, you mentioned some of those. You said there were more, so uh, you kept us in suspense. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now think about it. Why would God give us the emotions of, of fear or anxiety? If, if it would be detrimental to us. Um, hmm. Let's say there is an assailant, someone who is up to no good, and that person has a knife in hand. <clears throat> um, you would want to have the benefits of fear and anxiety. Uh, what I'm saying is there's, there would be apprehension, you know, just an uneasiness. Uh, well, that would be to proceed with caution. It, it makes, when, you're, when you have apprehension, you're not just being lackadaisical, you know, or mm-hmm. you're just, uh, you're, you're literally, you have apprehension, you proceed with caution. Um, your muscles contract to prepare for fight or flight for that reaction. Um, you have dilated pupils to increase vision, uh, especially at night. You have uh, heightened senses that would be for the purpose of, of dealing with whatever that feared object would be. There's hyper-alertness to increase your awareness of what is dangerous. There's increased breathing to deliver more oxygen to the body. I mean, literally, especially to uh, the the muscle masses within us. Um, In fact, I'll I'll share something with you uh, about how we need to have more uh, blood to to literally um, the to fuel it. Blood is fuel mm-hmm. to fuel your body to take immediate action because that's there will be increased energy. In fact. It wouldn't be the same if you just had no threat at all. If you there, if your body's under threat, then 
your body's going to respond with this excess or, or increased energy to provide the fuel you need to take immediate action. Yes. The, there's uh, the increased heart rate. That literally will fuel your muscles all throughout your body with blood. Not, not, um, it will take it away from other parts of the body, but it'll, it's got, got to prepare your body um, in, in the deep muscle tissue to react. There, uh, there will be, in, I mentioned, increased perspiration to cool the body down to prevent overheating, um, increased talking. Well, it will aid in communication about the problem. Uh, there's lessened sleep, literally to provide more awake time to deal with what is this emergency system. Uh, the, the system is in emergency mode. And then... Um, it's a physical defense system that we have when our bodies are threatened. And then there's the racing mind. A lot of people know they, they, their minds can immediately, um, it, and it's called racing mind. Well, it's to provide more options to consider. Uh, this is an interesting passage in Habakkuk 3.16. I like the 3.16s of the mm -hmm. Bible, by the way. Right. I one time did all of, I, took, I printed them all out. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Um, you, when, you, you, when your heart pounds and your lips quiver, you know, all these things are coming into effect and you will literally be physically stronger than you would be if you were not under threat. If your body was not under any kind of a threat, you would not have uh, all of these increases at one time in your body. I think the point is, it's interesting that God has given us this physical defense system. It's an emergency. It's like a, a security system that you might have at your home. Well, he has that for your body when you believe you're under attack. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free and he calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800 644 4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions about the, this topic, uh, the topic of anxiety, or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living to help you out and to maybe uh, help you with what you're dealing with in your own life or as you deal with someone else and you want to help them with a uh, resource, put, them, uh, t- uh, put some materials in front of them that would help them with whatever they're struggling with in their life, you can do that. Just call our customer support team at 800 800- 488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. And they'll help you with the right information there. Our keys for living on anxiety are called uh, calming the fearful heart. And again, customer support would help you with that at 800-488-HOPE. Also check out our website if you'd like to find more resources, uh, materials there that would even be some of our credible free resources and uh, also ways to Uh, Connect with customer support through the website and order those materials that would be most helpful to you. Well, we want to uh, get to our caller for tonight, and we have a caller who is in Tennessee. And uh, June, we weren't sure where where he was last time. He's he's uh, around the country a lot of times and listening on various stations all over the place. But I think he's uh, he's going to stay put uh, for tonight in Tennessee. And uh, we welcome back to our program, Arthur. Well, I do welcome you back, Arthur. And uh, we talked about um, specifically several things. We talked about the trucking business. Uh, and uh, I, I remember I, I was thinking all of the people who need a friend, and I think you could be a wonderful friend to someone. You could be the answer to prayer for someone who needs a, a really good buddy, a really sincere uh, friend. So just letting you know that that's what I was thinking in my, in my mind when we last talked, and we talked also about your son. The, we have two sons from a first marriage. And um, so uh, talk to me about what's going on right now. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate those kind of words. I hope I can do that. Um, I can be that person yes. to help others. Um, I um, actually have been able to take a you know extended time since I had just come off the road 
when I was uh, last on your program. So I'm all the way over on the East Coast trying to be, a, you know, a help and a, um, a blessing to my... I have two sisters, adult sisters that live in Virginia. Oh. So mm-hmm. I'm way over on the East Coast tonight. But I, um, I had, you know, I, I took everything um, too hard into prayer when you shared with me last last time on the program about you know my need for stability and and of course that is you know i mean almost number one priority after trying to serve the lord you know in the best way that i i really understand where he wants me to be and for him in the united states and and you know in and whatever ministry he wants me to be a part of him certainly that is what i want and my, you know, um, my heart has been just rent over this younger son. And I, I've heard for years, I know what you said is just definitely confirmation and, and more understanding that, you know, my walk, my stability, my certainly peace. I've been really doing a lot of prayer and meditation on the fruit, mm-hmm. all the fruits of the Holy Spirit to be evident in my life. And I want that, uh, June. I really want that. I know I struggle. I do have some serious struggles. And, um, um, you know, to, to be a more loving and kind and godly man. And um, But I've, I've tried so hard in all this time of get even before going totally nationwide with the trucking, um, and having either local jobs and in the cities I lived in, mostly mm-hmm. on the East Coast, I've I've tried so hard to reach out to give to be that example, but to give good practical fatherly counsel to this younger son of mine, uh, Ian, and he's just mm-hmm. I don't even fully understand. There's so much to, to, that that I could say, but he's he's just chosen to. And I and I understand, you know, to a point. I really don't understand addiction. I, I it's been in my family. I don't understand. It's all over our world. It's in our country. Mm-hmm. It's, not every homeless people has it, but most do. And I just, I don't know how to reach my son. And I so I've done what I know we're supposed to do. What the, all the scriptures say: trust in the Lord, hope in the Lord, and and lean on Him. Don't lean on my under my own understanding. And I've, Try and mm-hmm. try and let go and fast it and pray, it. and and it's just like I cannot reach this child of mine, and it's so difficult. This is one of the most difficult things I've ever been through. How old is he right now? I think you had indicated they were in the their thirties, but uh, yes. both, both sons. Um, so is this the older son? He. This is the younger, younger son. He will the be younger. Yes, ma'am. Okay. He will be thirty-four in April, and the old my older son Sean is uh, thirty-five. Okay, so um, many times, what you have, if you have a a rebel or a prodigal, uh, what they do is they're trying out different, um, I'll say, modes of living. 
they're going to see, will this work? Will this fulfill? Will this, whatever it is, whatever, it, and it can be very different from what their exposure, but it's the newness of it. And, and I say newness, meaning for a period of time, it's, there is an allure. Like, what, what could I have been missing out on? Now, you and I know that that will not fulfill in, in this son's life. It's not going to be fulfilling, but it's like there has to be a period of time. Well, let's look at the, the story of the prodigal son in the Bible. Um, this son had a, a I'm going to use the term, like a perfect environment. In other words, he had a godly father. It was a, a stable home life. But he said, I want my inheritance now. And having received the inheritance, um, he leaves and the whole value system is wrong. But notice in that story, it's in the, in the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke. It's so interesting because nothing changed until, there, there's a phrase, when he finally came to his senses. What was the impetus of that? He lost everything. In other words, he had a lot of friends as long as he had money. But this is what sometimes has been called fair-weather friends. Only when things were going his way, meaning he had plenty of money and therefore there was activity. But then, when he lost it all, it and, and you see... I, I think of it at times as though he had temporary insanity. When you look at the, the phrasing, um, when he finally came to his senses, it's like temporary insanity. He, 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 in other words, it didn't make sense what he was doing. Um, but it, but it, but it's like I had sometimes. Prodigals will tell you, I, I had to try it. Not, no, you don't have to try to be a rebel. There's a, a part of us that at times can be lured to that which is not healthy, not, it's not right. This is all in, by the, by the way, in Luke 15, there are three parables. It's the lost sheep the lost coin, and then this lost son. And that's what's being told here. Um, and, and by the way, it's interesting that as you have two sons, this, um, it, it begins in Luke 15, verse 11. Uh, and Jesus said, there is a man who had two sons. 
the younger said to his father, Father, you know, give me my share of the estate. And so, in this case, he divided his property between the two of them. Now, technically, the older son would have had double of what the younger son had, but but they, that was not uh, stated in the in the story. But uh, it said that the younger son, you know, he sets off for this distant country, but he squanders his wealth in wild living. He spent everything. And then there was this severe famine, and he, he himself began to be in need. And here he is. He's even hungry, and he longs to fill his stomach with the the uh, pods that the pigs were eating. And by the way, the worst thing at that point in time uh, for a Jewish person would be to feed the pigs. And that's right. what he was doing. I mean, it was, we, we don't have an equivalent of what that would be like. But then it says, this in verse 17, when he came to his senses, then it was like, ah, oh, he remembered his father had uh, hired men. He began to think back on when life was stable. And um, here he's literally saying, I'm here, I'm starving to death. And, and he just, he was willing to return and in this case, he was a humble, he, he had been humbled over his circumstances. And it's like, if he, I, I, I'm willing to just, could, could you hire me as one of your hired help? And of course, the father ran toward him with open arms. And he represents the character of God. The father in the story represents this son of my, mine was lost, but now he's found. So sometimes, my friend, it's timing. Um, he may not even be ready to turn. He may be trying all these different things, but, but you can pray that he will come to his senses. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. 
It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and your support of this ministry. If you have questions or concerns about any of the topics that come up tonight on the program, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources. And their number again is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you'd prefer to email them, do so at hope for the heart, excuse me, at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Back now to our conversation with Arthur. Well, Arthur, um, what do you know conc- uh, currently uh, about your older son? Well, um, I don't think it's a coincidence, as many Christians say so often about our circumstances in, in our life, in our walk with the Lord. Um, my older son very much reflects in several ways the, the older son in, in that parable of the prodigal, well. prodigal son. It is amazing. He He's definitely, you know, more mature. He's definitely more responsible, mm-hmm. uh, very, very, you know, determined for his success. He is successful. He's, um, you know, worked real hard to get his education in college. Um, he lives in a very nice part of the country and has a great career, and, and he's not real open to me about his real deeper intimate beliefs um i've raised him and his brother in in all that those difficult years of after um their mother divorced me when they were very young um when i did have the time to you know have the visitation have the 
uh, quality time trying mm-hmm. to get them around my family more because they had gone to another part of the country and I had to pick them up and bring them back around my side, my my parents, my relatives. Mm. But so um, I raised them in as much as possible in any, you know, where I was attending church at, at those times in fellowships and um, in the Word, always praying over them. Um, I dedicated them to Jesus at a church here in Virginia Beach when they were mm. four to six years of age. And, wow. and my pastor at the time told me, God will honor this. He said he really will honor this because, you know, a lot of people don't understand how important it is to do this. And, yes. and But they were raised more in secular environment, being, you know, my ex had custody of them. So, mm-hmm. um, so but the older son definitely went the route of, you know, just more more disciplined in, in many things, more serious mm-hmm. about his college education. And so he has, over these years, expressed um, in, in a, you know, a respectful kind of way, but still undertones of resentment about my younger son carrying on the way he has. And yeah. which I, you know, to a point I certainly <laughs> agree that he's, trying to tell his brother, hey, you know, you, you, what are you doing? You got to, you got to stop this nonsense. You got to grow up. But, but it, it's almost, it's just got the, those, um, characteristics of the older brother in that prodigal mm-hmm. parable. And I've prayed, I have prayed to God about this whole thing. And, you know, that's so anyway, that's amazing to me how they both kind of fit those roles. Hmm. Well, you know what's interesting when you see, when you really read the story to the end, you see the resentment of the older son. Um, more like, look what I've done, look what I did. You know, how can you show any favor to this other son? And um, so you've got an interesting dynamic in in the Bible, um, because of the, uh, uh, and I'm using the term resentment. Um, he, he's certainly comparing himself, and yet um, instead of rejoicing that that younger son came back, uh, there there was resentment, and I think it's. There are reflections of aspects that are true in life, and because um, it said the older brother became angry and refused to to go in, because he he looked look, look what I did, and this other one was just a rebel. And yet, I I think I think it's interesting though when you look at the the wording at the end of that chapter. Of of Luke fifteen, um, he's telling the in in the story the father's telling the other the the responsible quote unquote son you know you are always with me and everything I have is yours but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is now alive he was lost. And now is found. So yes. there's what 
one needed a humbled heart and the other needed to change life. Yeah. Uh, that, and so both of them have needs. But I think it's imperative. Yeah, I, You know, I'll tell you what came to my mind. I thought, you know, you have a care that is very drawing. It, I'm, I, I'm drawn to the kind of care that you have because you it's not like yeah I just wish my my kids would blah 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 no you care and from the heart and I was just thinking there I've, I've seen men who have that kind of care and they will literally be the answer to prayer for not not someone from their own bloodline but uh there are a lot of of young men who would give anything for a father figure uh someone that they could trust with their their life story and uh i think for you to be open and for you to say while I'm willing to do anything that's right in your sight, God, for uh, either of my sons, and obviously you're being used now with your two sisters that you've described, but but you have a helping heart, and and I think that's a phenomenal attribute. That you, it's like you are willing to meet needs. Now, there are a lot of people who they don't want you to meet their needs because they're too busy rebelling <laughs> until they the money runs out or circumstances change. But I'm just thinking for you to even just to prepare to say, Lord, I I am willing to be used if there is a someone else's son who. And, and see, the advantage you have is there are those who do not have any good relationship at all with their fathers. And the fact that you would care, it, it, it can be life-changing for someone else's son. And ultimately, later on, several people who they they can see in you there's something drawing there's something appealing there's something it's like you care and um i think if you might be surprised i mean periodically i find myself in that kind of a situation um i'm thinking right now of a a relatively new employee that we have who um, has a horrible family situation in terms of her upbringing. Uh, and yet, uh, I, I don't have to do much. I, all I do is just let her know I care. And we talk about her situation. What are her options? And, you know, they're complex family situations. But um, 
it's it's precious when God wants to use you in the life of someone and it's almost like you you become a surrogate dad in your situation um, and so have you found or have you have you really thought about that as a role because there are all kinds of young men who would again give anything if somebody if they knew somebody cared sure yeah i mean I guess overall, in not really knowing, uh, maybe this this conversation is helping me to the Lord to direct me to um, seeing my some of my gifts or my heart uh, to serve. I I I really appreciate your you know um, your discernment and, and observation and that that I. Um, I, I, how do I say this without sounding, you know, kind of boastful? Don't I, don't, don't, don't worry how it sounds. I'm I'm tracking okay. you. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I've always, I know since I was a child, I've I've really cared about people. I, you know, when I learned about the Holocaust when I was a little boy and saw those black and white films in uh, whatever grade that allowed yeah. us to see them, I just it just crushed me. It broke my heart. Sure. I've always had a heart for the Jewish people, you know, so things mm-hmm. like that. And I want, I really want to help homeless people. I don't know how, but, you know, on a bigger scale, but I'm not saying, I, you know, it, it has to be some grand, grander thing. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just to really let them know, you know, I try, I witness to people, and I try to tell them how much Jesus loves them and, and that, you know, they got to give him a chance, give the Lord a chance to, to work in their life and get, show them their, their purpose, that God's purpose for them. So, um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't really, really know where I would, where the Lord would, you know, point uh-huh. me now at, at this point in, in a ministry. But I am still very much wanting to be part of a local ministry to do right. things like right. That. Well, it's it's amazing where God will put you. Uh, in the path of someone, uh, you know, if if you're if you pray about it and just say, Lord, I'm willing to be used. It sounds like you already have that heart, and um, God knows that. And you know, and and just think of. By the way, I at times have prayed. I have, you know, I'm thinking about one rebel in my in my life, um, in particular, a family member. And I keep praying, please put a true, authentic Christian in her life. Because she she needs to see that somebody cares. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. 
The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you and uh, connect with you to recommend some resources for you. Their number, again, is 800-488-HOPE. And uh, I want to recommend one of our resources to you that uh, may be helpful to you as we deal with this situation tonight on the program. Uh, We have keys called Mentoring, Coaching, and Discipling, Passing the Torch. And uh, that is available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If there's something you'd like to speak with June Hunt about on a specific uh, situation in your life, and you'd care to do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just call us at 800-NIGHT-17, 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. Let us know what you, you would like some help with, and we'll get back to you to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800 800- Night 17, 800-644-4817. Let's return to our conversation with Arthur. Well, Arthur, it sounds to me like you are willing to be used by God um, where you are, meaning um, it's not like you have to be forced <laughs> to to reach out that you already have that kind of a heart don't you uh yes man i think so i i know that you know pretty much the foundational uh giftings that father god has given me with you know evangelism and um i'm kind of a very basic psalmist you know i mean he gives me songs and i play guitar i'm not a great musician but i you know, I really love praising the Lord when I get a chance, um, and and if there's fellowship involved, to be able to do it like that too. But um, yeah. But I, I guess what I want, where I need peace, 
with myself is I have struggled to forgive myself. And honestly, I've gotten prayer um, uh, just this past week before I got here. I got some really powerful prayer for releasing all these things to the Lord because because of my failed marriage and feeling I've really just disappointed my kids. It seems like because of both of their roles, like like this prodigal parable uh, goes into mm-hmm. that detail, they've. It just seems like a lot of the resentments are against me, and I tried my best, but you know, I mean, I messed up too. I, I really had a lot of character flaws and a lot of resentments and anger going through the divorce years and years ago. So, so I've tried so hard to put all that in the past, and I've asked all my family to forgive me. I've asked my children several times as they grew up and got through high school and college and the military and so forth. And then even my ex-wife, I've asked her. Uh, she's not a believer that I'm aware of. Um, uh-huh. I don't speak to her a whole lot, but I, I've not stopped praying for her um, for years because she's the mother of my children. I, I really have no desire to have any resentment for you know her leaving me and all those things because there was just a lot of stuff all those years ago. But but that's another part of this dynamic, and I, I won't go into it, but see, it's, that, that has kind of revived some of the behavior of my sons against me. And so I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, and I try so hard to just move on and not, not mm-hmm. let, you know, anything in her heart or words affect me and my relationship with my sons. But so I guess what I'm saying, though, is I, where I'm struggling is that I just, I just want a some kind of functional relationship. I, even my children don't really have the faith I have. They don't. I raised them, you know, as much as I could in Scripture to understand, that, you know, many things and even prophetic things in the Word. But you know, they, I, you know, only God knows their hearts and what they're hungry for, right? And I can't. I, I, I just want them to. And know the Lord and, and certainly be saved like all Christians want their children to be saved. But but I don't pressure them. I mean, I just, and my son that's on the streets, I, I just, I, you see, mm-hmm. I want to serve God. I, I actually have a friend in Ghana. He's from Ghana, Africa, and I would love huh. to go over there and minister with him. But I feel like I'm neglecting my younger son if I leave. And that's, I guess, guilt. It's all guilt and and I, and I just, I need to get free from all this. And I, I don't know how to let go. That's the hardest thing is I don't know how to let go without thinking I'm neglecting him. Well, right now, you don't know where your younger son is. Is that not true? That's right. I went to Florida for five days of just before I came here, and I couldn't find him in mm-hmm. Central Florida. I looked everywhere where I dropped him off. Well... I think the issue is you're willing, but as long as you still can't find him, and you know, but you're willing for any meaningful relationship, um, but it may be, and this is what I was trying to say, that um, you may be the answer to prayer for somebody else's son. For someone else's offspring, and uh, I think the issue is just, Lord, 
whatever, however you want to use me now. Um, yes. yes, you're more than willing to be connected to your biological son. But um, it's interesting that many times there will be uh, someone who will be that father substitute. And um, in a way, I'm thinking about this per person right now at our ministry. Um, the first several times uh, I, I saw her at our ministry, she was hired. Um, I, toward the end of a conversation in the hallway, all of a sudden I saw tears. And I thought, hmm, that's unusual. There wasn't anything that would indicate uh, there, there was a sensitivity. Why, why is she having, so I thought, you know, at some point I need to ask why the tears. And then uh, after the third time, I saw the same thing. Um, very sharp, very competent person. But uh, then she ended up wanting to tell me her story. And then uh, she, but I'll say that she said, I, I finally said, could you tell me why the tears? And she said, I know the word grace, but I've never seen it lived out. This is the first time I've seen it lived out. And she said, I can't believe it. Hope for the heart. There are people like this. And, you know, but, but if I were to tell you her story, you'd go, oh, you know, just, you know, it's like a dagger in my heart. Just thinking about her, her story and what she experienced from parents. My, my point is, uh, oh, wow. Uh, you, I, I just think you are a gift from God. And, but it, it's just saying, Lord, I'm willing for you to use me wherever you wish. And, uh, and what you want to do is care with the character of, of Christ. And uh, pe people, listen, you, you know the saying, people don't care how much you know, but they do know how much you care. That is uh, that caring with the, with the character of Christ, with the love of Christ, is uh, matchless. It's uh, there. There are people who, you know, just uh, they need what you have, and so I think the issue is who has God put in your life, or Will God be wanting to put someone in your life? Uh, you're willing to be used by God in your, both of your son's lives, but uh, you know you, you you don't you don't force it. Uh, of course, you're not you don't have access to the younger son right now, but you know I I can think of people I would love to clone you to be. <laughs> in their lives. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I, I have to trust the Lord to put me with who, uh -huh. who He has me sent uh -huh. to, to meet. I, and 
be ready for that idea. You know, sometimes it's even because uh, we we talked about being in a meaningful church, and all, and it it can be very helpful because there are all kinds of organizations in a biblically based church uh, that uh, and you know I'm just thinking I know that you have a heart that cares and that you could be someone else's um, another parent's answer to prayer in their son's or it could be a daughter's life you know because some have never seen just like this employee that we have and I told her you know, I said we're we're friends you're not a project um and and I I personalized that but I do care and she you know to think she had never really seen the word grace lived out and um you know that can be a you to to because you know there's a, there are a lot of people who yeah they were raised in some with some religion but it may not have been healthy may not have been meaningful and uh so i think as you you need to really pray god put me in the right church because that god is given that as a structure it's not the only place uh, that you can come up, up uh, seeing you know young people or or uh, a, a potential uh, son but, but I mean I can just see you know you hear a lot of times about I I have an, a, a mentally adopted several several people in in my life or your life or, I mean there's a shortage of people who are like you and you, you need to, we need to pray there'll be more people like you who genuinely care. You genuinely care. And so now you just need to be saying, put me in a place where there can be, if it's young men that just need somebody that cares, I think you're a mentor. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll send you our, our keys on that. On, um, on, on mentoring because I think that you will have many opportunities um, but uh, don't, don't just float <laughs> you just uh, I think pray for the right because the Bible says do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together meaning in like a church and that, that's a structure that he has designed um, so I'm very high on you and I'm delighted. In fact, I'll send you one other thing, our Counseling Through the Bible Handbook. We will send our keys for living called Mentoring, Coaching, and Discipling, Passing the Torch. We'll send that along to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. 
You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.